everybody. It's Rowan and Mary. Yes, hello. And we're just getting our technical setup here. We're, today we're going to talk about my abdominal massage and how freaking helpful we think it is. So that's what we're doing. We're happy that you're here with us. If you have a question, feel free to drop it in the comments and um, we'll go from there. So um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about is that, or the focus for today is uh, our vego therapy, but mm -hmm. when I took it, it was called my abdominal massage. Yeah, and they recently, in recent years, they've changed it to the Arvigo techniques of Maya abdominal therapy. And I think it's because they've added a lot more emphasis on some um, allies like herbs and, um, I don't know, different modalities and yeah. maybe some more emotional and mm -hmm. mental work. And mm -hmm. so that's well, good though. When I first got turned on to um, Arvigo therapy, I was actually at the farm helping uh, as a volunteer at the Birth Gazette Conference. So that might have been like 1995 or four. No, I think 95. Yeah, yeah classic. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was a little trifold brochure and it was on Pamela Hunt's table. I don't know that Pamela Hunt wanted to see this, but thanks, Pamela. Yes, and I should say thanks, Pamela, too. Okay, because yeah. she's great. She's yeah. really kind and sweet. Very so nice. when I first um, saw the trifold <laughs> brochure, I was really concerned about cultural uh, appropriation, right? Because here's this woman, she's gone to Belize, whatever. And done an appropriate apprenticeship because a lot of people go for a weekend workshop and then they're self-proclaimed experts of damn near anything, you know, mm -hmm. like, so um, she, but she'd been a couple of years, three years, something like really in the trenches with this guy, really learning. Well, and invited too. Like, oh, oh, invited. Yeah, because okay. uh, Donnelly Hioponte, who she learned from, he didn't have anyone to pass his knowledge on to. Mm. And so um, she was there working with herbs, doing the medicine walks, and he was like, will you take on this work and she's like uh yeah you know so um <laughs> yes yes is always the word so um so yeah it was an invitation from him to to learn the technique okay cool cool so from there she's actually a naturopath so she came back to the mm -hmm. states kind of rolled that into naturopathy and um, some of the other things and really has done it i think in a super respectful way yeah. she's an italian woman um some people think that she's white passing i don't know um, that's not for me to say, but I really appreciated how every time there's a teaching, there's an honoring of the ancestors, there's an honoring of her teachers. She'll very clearly say, this is, I learned from this, I learned from that. And even as it goes forward now. So um, you can sit with your own heart where you're at on that. But I first got turned on to it in 1995. In 2013, I went and took the second training because there's a, there's a series of steps. I think 2004 or five, I took the um, self-care training which is a three-day workshop and that's the entry point to Arvigo and then after that um 2013 I took the like I think the professional training or yeah I believe that's the one where you can start working on other people mm -hmm. so anyway that's what we're doing um so that's how I learned and I have been a mind abdominal massage instructor or not instructor practitioner since then and I did get some training from some local midwives who are from uh, Guatemala. Yeah. Um, and it was real hit or miss. Like, you know, uh, one thing I preach about at our Vigo therapy is it's a very clinical, this is how you learn stuff. Here's your clinical application. And it was beyond what I learned with the local midwives that were from um, like Southern Mexico. And um, there was, was real hit or miss. Sometimes their husbands wouldn't let them come work or whatever, which I'm not like, really culturally familiar with. So I've tried to gather my information as much as I can in different areas, but our video therapy was the most comprehensive and yeah. clinical, and here's the protocol for this, here's the protocol for that. 
whatever. So then, um, how did you get involved in our therapy? Um, so I was encouraged to take the self care, and um, I did that in Austin in I don't know, I think it was 2017, and uh, it was really transformative. I learned a lot about myself, and and it was nice because it was for anybody. You didn't have to be a body worker or a acupuncturist or anything else. Like we only work on yourself. And, um, and there's the encouragement from RVU Institute to take the self-care and then spend a few months doing the techniques on yourself to see what changes in your life and your spirit and like that. So I took the time and uh, I was it confirmed that I wanted to continue on with the work. And so I guess it was 2018, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. last fall um, that I went to New Hampshire. Oh, it's been a year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. This actually might be a... An anniversary day yeah I'm not sure I think it was I think it was October but um yeah and then that was really fantastic mm -hmm. um yeah just we spent a, a full week there in New Hampshire uh, learning on ourselves and each other and they really broke it down for us and answered all of our questions and we had circles and we had private time to ourselves to reflect and I just think it was very comprehensive, one of the most comprehensive trainings I've ever taken. Yeah. So, and I felt um, there's been other workshops and trainings that I've taken in my life that when I came back home or I got I got back into the community, I didn't start right away mm -hmm. um, because I had a little bit of a gap in understanding. Um, but with our Vigo, the the day that I came back, I was thinking, who needs this service? <laughs> yeah, right? making a list. I was yeah, doing that too. And, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's let's start doing this because I felt really confident in the technique and, mm -hmm. and just how uh, the efficacy of the technique. Oh, right. Just, just doing the work and, um, and letting it do its work. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's kind of outside of us. Yeah. Really. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I know that I've had some local body workers coming in to see me um, recently, and I've encouraged almost every one of them to take the um, beginning training, the self-care, yeah. and then see if it works for them, because I think we have, Houston is a huge city, we're in Houston, Texas, and um, it's a huge city, and there's only uh, us, and then a lady, uh, Deborah, who works down in uh, Friendswood, yeah. so it's a big city, there's way more work than we can keep up with, and it's cool work to do, so. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, so if you are Houston people or Texas people, um, I took my self-care with, uh, Stan. Yeah. Stan mm -hmm. in Austin, mm -hmm. um, in her beautiful home. Mm -hmm. So I highly suggest if you can get on with Stan. It, yeah. Stan. And what, it's like Kirsten or something. Kirsten or? is a researcher, but Stan is her name. Stan like, is her that's name. How she is, so. Yeah. And she's great. <clears throat> and she's a very comprehensive teacher and she's just a cool person overall. And it's mm -hmm. in Austin, so there's probably yeah. good tacos. Yeah, lots mm -hmm. of good pluses there, so get on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to say something about the different ways that we practice, because Mary and I have slightly different um, licensing, and my way that I've applied our ego has changed a little bit as I've become a midwife. So mm -hmm. I became licensed as a midwife in February, around Valentine's Day of 2019 which is the year that we're talking right now. Yeah. And, um, but I had done previous all this work as a body worker, so a licensed massage therapist. So what I've been able to do now is um, sometimes if the client wants, the more, or the patient wants, I'll do a pelvic exam to kind of see where their cervix is lying internally, because we get all these clues externally, or I can just cheat and go to the source and figure out what exactly is going on. 
So um, I'm prepared to do internal work and also seeing if there's any like um, any persistent adhesions or anything that's kind of like persistently muscular wise holding the cervix um, in an interesting position while I'm doing internal work. And then I go external to the Arvigo work. So I want to say that I do that a little bit different. And then um, the thing, though, that Mary does, it just blows me out of the water because she's so good, <laughs> is that when people come see me, I might not get through the whole Arvigo sequence because I've added the pelvic exam. And so their homework, because when you do Arvigo, the practitioner does work, and then you'll go home with some homework. And so my homework is like, the first couple of times, just like, well, just freestyle or, you know, just touch your belly or right over here. And Mary's like, put your fingers like this. You're going to do three times yeah. so mary is the master at teaching the self-care routines you want to yeah. talk about that i love teaching self-care so i guess i should say too um self-care as a definition oh okay so we talk a lot especially in our circles about how important self-care is um when we think of self-care we think of rest and rejuvenating activities and taking time for ourselves um in our vigo they call the practice of the techniques on yourself self-care so just to be clear okay. about like that differentiation. You see what I mean? Okay, right so, here. <clears throat> yeah. So um, yeah, I just, so usually what will happen is whenever some someone comes to visit me for the first time, we'll do anterior application and posterior application, which we can talk about later, kind of what a session looks like. Um, and then I'll have them sit with me, talk about the work that we just did, how it's processing, how it's kind of feeling in their body. And then if they're ready and we're good to go, I'll have them practice the techniques on themselves where I can see and guide and help them define what feels the best for them. Okay. So the techniques that I use as a practitioner with my hand placement or something like that, or my strokes, I'm coming from a different angle and from a different place energetically than they are with themselves. So it's really important that people find a way of comfort because if they aren't comfortable, they're not going to do their self-care and we want everybody to do their self-care. <laughs> And sometimes I say that to people. I'm like, there's two types of people. There's people who get the self-care handout and they're like, yes. And then there's people who are like, that's what I'm coming to you for. Right. right. And, and that's fine. But like, let's just talk about it up front because I don't want to expect you to be doing your self-care if I'm the person who's doing all of it. Exactly. And you're going to either, you're going to pay in time with taking care of yourself. Or you're going to pay me financially. Right. Which I'm down, you know, like let's party. But um that's there's two kind of categories. have you noticed that yourself there are, definitely okay okay and, and let's um, not even pretend you're going to do it if you're not it's yeah, okay it's not, we're totally safe you can tell us yeah right so yeah. um and i really appreciate that because i've had a couple of clients that have come to me you know once or twice a week mm -hmm. for their self-care and then in between i just have them practice really good belly breathing oh okay or have uh like a quiet time to themselves daily or journal or something like that between our sessions instead of them doing self-care on themselves okay. at home. So we'll make it work for you. That's yeah. the thing. Like, whatever's comfortable and whatever's nourishing to you is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. so. And it's not uncommon that somebody will come and see me, like, once or twice, maybe three times, and then they'll start seeing Mary, and mm -hmm. Mary will give them a good education, and then you can – I think they mostly stay with you when that happens. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. We pretty much follow up and go from there. Yeah. Um, we don't care. Like, Unless they, you know, get pregnant, and then they don't – you know, oh, for let's, a little bit. let's talk about that. If you get pregnant, because here at Braggers, um, one of the things that we do in our midwifery package is that you get at least one session of prenatal Arvigo therapy so that you can learn how to um, take care of your uterus while you're pregnant. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk.
afterbirth style. Want to talk about the benefits of why we do that? Oh, well, definitely. So I guess pre-pregnancy, we see a lot of people pre-pregnancy like mm-hmm. because of our practice. So I get, let me back up. So with our Vigo, the benefits are, they're outside of reproductive health, really. Mm-hmm. So if you have GI issues, if you have um, like emotional or self-esteem issues or something like that, like the Arvigo work can still be really helpful there. Mm-hmm. But because of the population we serve, we see mostly folks for, you know, reproductive issues or um, pelvic comfort or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those, these types of things. So, um, or, and mostly for me, it's people that are looking to become pregnant. Okay. So they're, they're looking to prepare their body for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we do our Vigo pre-pregnancy, what we're working on is what our Vigo calls the five flows. Okay. So it's energy, nervous flow, hormones, circulation, and lymph flow. And the idea is that we get the body, we invite the body into a place where flows become optimal. And then when flows become optimal and you reach that homeostasis, your body will start to self-correct and self-heal. So what we want is we want a lot of flow and movement through the trunk. Um, And so when you see us in pregnancy, it's a similar idea. So we don't want things to come like to, to stop progressing in that mm-hmm. manner. And, um, and also with the, you can correct me on terminology for sure here, but like with, with like the weight of the uterus mm-hmm. or the baby, like around your inguinal area, mm-hmm. on the top of your, uh, I've got my little pelvis with me. Yeah, I do. You know, like around here, around the pubic symphysis, we've got weight here, weight here, then Sometimes the inguinal lymph nodes will get congested or you'll have some circulation issues or you'll get pain in the front of the legs, underneath mm-hmm. the belly, things like that. And a prenatal RVGO really helps to address all those things because mm-hmm. it just keeps that same type of flow. You had know, thought about that application because one thing that women or people who are pregnant will say is that, um, I call it, and slightly inappropriate, of course, the puffy pussy, right? So you start getting like kind of puffy um, on your mom's pubis or below around your pubic bone and that's because the lymph nodes are blocked so mm-hmm. i hadn't thought about that yeah the lymph flow of yeah. arvigo yeah okay. and i think that's a big deal because for a lot of people in pregnancy the lymph flow is what can congestion and lymph flow is what can really give us some swelling issues and mm-hmm. some, some real discomfort in the pelvis and you want to you know steer clear of that yeah so, yeah okay yeah all right and so one hidden benefit, I think, also for our vigo therapy or self-care in pregnancy is optimal fetal positioning. Yes. Because a lot of times it's ligaments and um, parts of your, um, not so much bones, but, you know, like ligaments and musculature that can get imbalanced. And then that create, can I see the pelvis? For sure. So then, like, if you have two ligaments that are bilateral, right, and then one's wonkadoo, then your pelvis can be held wonkadoo. And then that keeps the baby from like really getting that nice optimal fetal position. So I think it's important um, towards fetal positioning. And the reason we care about that is we want a baby with a flexed head, not a deflexed head coming down um, the pelvis, which then makes an easier, more effective labor, less trauma to the body, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. that's why I think that's why I included in our massage packages. Yes, definitely. I yeah. forgot about the flow issues, but yeah, that's a, yeah. Okay. I mean, I just feel like the flow is the best way that I found to explain. Yeah, kind of what's going on. It's a, uh, it's like a freedom, like mm-hmm. the freedom that you find. It's interesting because I was watching um, a video of Karen Strange's yesterday talking about how things kind of unfold towards birth. 
And I feel like RVGO is the type of thing like that we start with, you know, pre-pregnancy RVGO therapy. Mm -hmm. Then it starts to just kind of gently unfold as we go further because your body gets that invite mm -hmm. to find mm -hmm. it. it. It's And your body gets permission to find what its wellness looks like. Oh, that's true. What your body's wellness looks like. So one of the things in RVGO therapy we talk a lot about is like pelvic position, uh, like pelvis positioning. Like when I say that, I mean like the bones, pelvis positioning. Mm -hmm. And for some of us, that looks different than other folks. Yeah. So, um, so we're not trying to force anything. Or, it's all an invitation. Like, yeah. My teacher used that word, and I think that that's the right word to go for. One uh, question that we're getting okay. is that does the internal work hurt? And you know, like I'm just trying to be like gentle and kind when I'm doing work. And so it's up to the patient comfort. We're like super consent oriented as a practice. So um, you're in charge of your body always. And if you're down, then I'm down. And sometimes we can find a couple of ouchy spots when we're doing the internal work, but it's up to patient comfort. So I'm not going to be, you know, aggressive or unkind or any of that. I'm going to always do my best to be super gentle. I don't want to talk for just a hot minute, and this is a tangent, but when people like say things like, well, you can go deeper on me, like not during a pelvic exam, because that would be weird, but um, you can work harder or more aggressive or whatever. I always say, you know, we want the body, you can, your autonomic nervous system has fight or flight, which is your sympathetic, or your parasympathetic, which is rest and repair, right? And so we want to stay in the rest and repair zone because that's how bodies heal. When somebody's like, oh, okay, I know my body needs that, you know, that body is in fight or flight. And when your mind is overriding what your body wants to do, which is get away from it, that's a traumatizing experience. And, experience, and I'm not down for that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to perpetuate that. And if that's the kind of body work you enjoy, then I'm not the provider for you. And that's okay. That's 100% okay. So when we do internal pelvic work, internal pelvic work, I just want to be as chill and kind and really listen to my fingers. I have gloves on, of course, and just really listen and loosen and just be compassionate. And a lot of people have had traumatic experiences in that area in their pelvis. And I'm not, I'm here to be part of the healing process, not part of the uh, making things worse department. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. And uh, one of the questions we got was, uh, how would you approach someone that's had sexual trauma and can't mentally go through the internal work. Then we don't need to do it. We don't need to do it. So, so our Vigo on its own, I should, we should say. Yeah, differentiate. Mm -hmm. um, our Vigo work is not internal. Yeah, that's me freestyling as a midwife. Right, as a midwife, Rowan has that scope of practice. Um, and if you get a massage therapist who's like, hey, I can help you with your first or second chakra, let me do this internal work, mm -hmm. get, get out of there and then call us because we'll get in the van. Yeah. Okay. Rolling up my sleeves. That's right. We're taking uh, care of this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Internal yes. work is not part of our video. That's just something I started doing as a midwife. Yeah, and that can give us some extended information, but it's in no way a necessity. Yeah, I'm not part of the training at all. Right. And I should say too that so with our Vigo sessions I've done, even if somebody is just uncomfortable with external work like they don't want to be touched in a certain place or they have some sensitivity somewhere, you are in control of your body and you have autonomy and this is your session. Because we're a consent-oriented practice. We are totally consent-oriented. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is 180 billion percent cool mm -hmm. if there's something that you need to leave out. I completely yeah. respect that. Yeah. So just to let y'all know. Um, let's see. 
So this is a question I think I'll give to Rowan. Okay, um, hit me. How soon postpartum can you get an Arvigo session? And I would think that would mean like a full, uh, or I guess because postpartum would look different. Mm -hmm. So let's say let's say that. So Arvigo looks a certain way. In pregnancy, it looks a different way. Postpartum, it looks a different way. So um, how soon after postpartum, and are they recommended during pregnancy? So we kind of address that. So yeah, during recommended during sure. pregnancy for sure. But it's modified. Yeah, it's oh, it's a modified yeah mm -hmm. modified protocol. And um, I think for postpartum is when your provider discharges you. So that's six weeks. So that sounds good to us. Yeah. And if I'm your provider, then we'll navigate that. Right. Um, could they potentially help with achieving a VBAC or even fertility? Okay. So um, we just helped somebody have a VBAC. Yeah. We're very excited about this. And um, oh, we might be thinking about two separate people. That's how rock and roll. Okay, okay. So, so somebody just had a birthday <laughs> or a baby the other day, like, what's today? Tuesday? I can't remember. Yeah, Thursday, yeah. whatever. It was Sunday. Go. And um, so, um, and it wasn't her first, it wasn't her first vaginal birth after cesarean, but we definitely contributed. She's a small lady, big baby. And uh, I think we contributed to that with the body work that we did. Yeah. And then um, her birth was also on birth two. It was very exciting. Okay, and then uh, shout out to the birth two peep, peeps, and then um, somebody in our practice that we did some prenatal care and prenatal um, belly work and Arvigo also had her first successful VBAC, and I, I definitely think the, uh, um, the positioning work, she's also a small lady, and her baby wasn't big, but I think that the Arvigo highly contributed to the VBAC. I would, I would agree. On Along that. with a suite of other things that she received in the care. And if you're watching this, feel free to chime in. You know who for you sure, are. For sure, yeah. for sure. And then also, um, I should say, like, we've had a lot of success. I mean, it doesn't guarantee mm -hmm. um, that that'll be, a, you know, something that is an outcome. But we've definitely had. People get pregnant? Yeah, people get pregnant. People have successful VBAC. So I've had a. You really <laughs> tracked that more than uh, I have because I haven't, like, tracked that as well. Yeah, so, like, part of. Um, Part of our Vigo's trainings is for for me to step up to like what I guess they call their clinical level training, which is like even more intense. Um, I'm down. I was busy, a, but I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I need to do a certain amount of case studies. So whenever I got back from my professional training, I went headfirst right into my clinical studies or um, case studies. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I kept extensive notes, how many times people visited me, like what their situations were ahead of time, mm -hmm. and uh, if and when they conceived, and if and when, you know, we had a birth later, and what that looked like, and um, I want to say, I think, I, I believe, um, without looking at it, I think out of the, like, last five people I've worked with. Because you had, have 10 case studies, right? I think I have nine now. But, like, that's how many you have to turn oh, in? 25. Clearly, I'm behind. It was 10 when I did it. Okay. So 25. So okay. if somebody wants to be a case study, come on. But come on. Um, so out of the five folks that came to me looking to become pregnant, mm -hmm. um, four of them have been a success. And in fact, one's due any day now. And I had another person that brought their baby to come see me the other day. So, and these were folks that had like repeated laparoscopic or surgeries, myomectomies, uh, fibroid issues. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they had been pursuing IVF for a number of years and then the last year they haven't been they were trying to do some different things and um but it's been uh but this is the thing that's not me I feel like it's important to differentiate that like that I honor the work and I do the work and then 
your body responds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but I'm not doing anything to anybody or anything. I almost feel it more like a conduit. But, okay, and that's another big part of our practice because you know a thing that cheeses me out is the term healing hand or I'm a healer or whatever. That's not what we're about. We're about being the conduit or the guide so that your body can remember how to heal itself. Yeah. And that's a big like we choose platforms for healing art platforms that are just that, allowing us to be trained so that we are a conduit for your body remembering how to heal itself 100%. So um, we didn't do it. Mary didn't cause um, the infertility. She didn't cause the fertility. But what she did do is teach those recipients how to bring their own body back into homeostasis, probably with some other, you know, they're probably taking vitamins and other stuff too, right? But a significant piece of the pie for helping people return to balance. Right. And a balanced body is a happy body. So yeah. Yeah. And I think too that um that having our vega work done by us professionally and then doing self-care on your own mm-hmm. gets you in a certain mindset. Mm-hmm. So daily you spend time with your belly, which is a place that we culturally, socially don't spend a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like especially when I'm teaching I'll, sometimes I'll I have a pretty big belly, which mm-hmm. I'm okay with. And um, like, I'll rub my little. For those of you who don't have a big belly, it's okay. You can't have all the gifts. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's equally dispersed. <laughs> but I'll rub my big belly and I'll say, it's very seldom that in our culture, you see somebody on TV or in your life or whatever, rubbing their belly and then being like, isn't my belly fantastic? I just love my belly. I can't wait to wear something that shows my belly. You know what I mean? Like, so, or I can't wait to have other people touch my belly. Yeah. Like we just, it's kind of a seat for ourselves and our safety. Mm-hmm. And we're a little more guarded in that area. And um, except so, for, um, you know, what movie it was in was a uh, Pulp Fiction. Cause she had a little pot belly and she was like, oh, yeah. oh my old pot belly so cute. I have a little pot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I think for some people, it's just introducing yourself to your body again mm-hmm. to start. And then when you're doing that work daily, you're thinking, oh, I really like the way, I like the way this feels. I like that when my body feels cared for. And that starts to kind of extend and radiate out. So my body feels safe and cared for when I eat these things. My body feels safe and cared for when I'm around these people. My body feels safe and cared for X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm. So you start to make decisions surrounding your ego work that kind of help you to radiate out. And then feel back in what you need to feel whole. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a lot of the time where people find their their homeostasis or their healing is that they are just becoming more conscious mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what they need to feel well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. I think I have another question. All right, because we're taking questions from our our, our digital audience. Our digital friends. Um, so this is a good one. How does this compare to an average massage? It's different. It's way different. In fact, people are like, can I get that and a massage? And the answer is no. No. And I think that this might be part of the reason, and I don't know this for sure, but it's no speculation. I don't right. But it might be why the name was changed from Mayan Abdominal Massage to the Techniques of Maya Abdominal Therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, because when people hear massage, I think for the most part, we think like a, a nice, calming. And yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That ambient sound. Zonfier, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, and that you're, everything's kind of melodic and rhythmic and you're coming to either relax or maybe you're a deep tissue person. That when you come for massages, you come to get your world rocked and 
that, but it's like a full body massage and it's kind of, you know, you get things addressed that way, prone supine, bone stable. Uh, with our Vigo work, we're working in really specific areas of the body. So um, I guess the best way that I think to describe it is being in the anterior portion. Which of means your the body, front of your body. That's the front. Um, the space that we work is between the bottom of the ribcage mm -hmm. and to the pubic symphysis, which is this part of the pelvis here. Which means front. it'll be um, in your hairline. Like yeah. we're going to work in your hairline if you wear hair in your pubic area. I like to say that part too. But that's very consensual too. Oh yeah, yeah, because we're going to say, so, is it okay? I'm going to be working here. I'm going to be touching this bone. I'm going to be in your hairline, which, but I think most people don't think, oh, how far are they going? But we're not going, you know, internally. Correct. Correct. And, um, and I get consent with draping. Oh, okay. Um, it's like sometimes I'll even like, um, when the sheet is on, mm -hmm. I'll say, is it, do I have your permission to show you where your pubic symphysis is? So you'll know where we'll be going when the sheet is draped. And oh, so that's then, really nice. Yeah. Then I'm able to show people where they're still covered. And they're like, oh, okay, rad. Like, you know, because it's, it's not with the name like symphysis pubis or pubic symphysis. You're like, oh, good Lord. Like, you where have no idea possibly like, where could be? this be. Yeah. Um, so I do that. And then I'll put my hand there for the draping. And then okay. That. And, and I want to just insert draping as a word for putting a sheet on you or keeping stuff covered while you're getting a massage. And so with the work that we do, um, because we have a sheet draped lower, that we will have something covering your chest. So if you um, mm -hmm. have a bra or a sports bra on or something like that, that's cool. And if you are topless, then we will, um, you know, put a pillowcase or a sarong or something across the top of your body so that you're not just hanging, you know, chest out. Correct. So yeah, and in the back too. So so that's the front work. Okay. And then in the back, we work a lot around um, lower back sacrum, mm -hmm. uh, which would be yeah, so our back here, mm -hmm. top of the pelvic crest around here sacrum down to your coccyx here mm -hmm. so all of this area is mm -hmm. work and so I also use a um like a rebozo or a sarong um for the top of your body oh, you, you flip over so that you don't get cold so like the only part that I'm <laughs> never learned is, to me okay. <laughs> so the only part that I have uh exposed is the part that's okay um and so yeah and so and honestly for for some folks the the sacrum work for me personally mm -hmm. When I receive our Vigo, the sacrum work is more um, intense work for me than the anterior okay. work is. Um, sometimes it could be the other way around. Um, a body worker came in. She's a rolfer, and rolfers are tough, and the yeah. work they do is tough. So a rolfer came in the other day. I think it, it was last week, and I was doing all this anterior work, this into pelvic work, and then she goes, "Weren't you gonna? You were gonna work on my back and posterior?" I was like, "Oh right, shit, you know." And I was out of time, so I was like doing it real quick. I was like, next time we'll um, do more. And you're laying on a warm um, table, warm mm -hmm. table. So that's kind of like moving the fascia, loosening stuff. So I was just like quickly, you know, giving her sacrum and butt some love and her glutes. And she's like, where have you been my whole life? I'm coming back like next week. You know, she goes, nobody ever works this like this. I was like, ah. um, uh, admittedly, she's another body worker. She was requesting this, whatever. Right. But um, I noticed that she booked in like that same day for like a week later. <laughs> yeah. So, but it is, it's very profound work. Yeah, yeah it really is. And like, and to be honest, when we're talking the difference between maybe like a, a regular massage, so like something that you would get maybe at a massage envy or a mm -hmm. heights or something like that, a lot of chain massage places don't allow um, like lower back, like into the pelvis or gluteal work. Mm -hmm. So glutes would be like your butt. 
Yeah. And glutes are the major locomotors of the body. Those Mm -hmm. are the biggest muscles in your body. And that's because they walk you around all day. So not being able to work on somebody's glutes, I mean, like it's a problem in our industry actually, but we'll keep that for a different day. Um, But getting your glutes worked on, that's like one of the most powerful work I think you can get. Most definitely. And so in that comparison, Mm -hmm. um, some people come to us and they've never had glutes heal work because they oh they that's have, probably true because mm-hmm. they have a membership somewhere where it may not be allowed. and i'm not saying it's like across the board not allowed it's just um i think so when i worked at envy for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks nanosecond yeah um the people had to give like written and verbal consent and i had to go and consent again a third time with the front desk and everything to make sure that that's something that we could add in but I think that with some chain places, it's just they've had some issues. They've had shenanigans, clearly, with, uh, clearly. With consent and stuff. So. And I think this is interesting because I've been a body worker since 94. So that's way pre, you know, massage and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't noticed this quite as, as it, or, you know, this type of stuff. Yeah, okay. Definitely. One thing I want to say about the posterior work or the back work, when I was taking the mind abdominal or the regotherapy training, um, we had folks roll over and started working on their sacrum. And they said, okay, now work on l3 the sacral promontories of l3 right the spine the spinous process um of l3 and i was like yeah the transverse and i was like never in a billion years had it occurred to me to work on the spinous process and the transverse process of l3 Mm -hmm. like who thinks that specifically but those are where um attachments ligament support on the um for the uterus onto the spine. And then also that same patient told me that um, that's one of the big nerves that innervates yeah. the pelvis runs through there. I'd it's, forgotten that. And it's, it's been a few years since I took the training. Yeah, so it's innervation for ovaries or testicles. So, um, so sometimes- course, right? Right, so like sometimes when I'm working in that area, so I'll, I'll preface and I'll say, so this is what's gonna happen in this area. And let me know anywhere in your body where you feel this mm-hmm. other than where we're at. And sometimes people will almost come off the table because they'll feel warmth or feeling in their lower pelvis or they'll feel their ovaries jump or something like that. Holy but, shit, really? Yeah, and they're like, they'll, sometimes they'll cry on the table because they're like, oh okay. my God, like I feel my, I feel in the front again. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel something here in the front. Which and, could be scary if you've had trauma, right? Yeah, yeah. If you've had trauma and haven't felt part of your body in a while and here you're feeling safe and loved and then your nerves are being pressed from your sacrum mm-hmm. or your... L3. Yeah. L3 is one of the lower spine segments, um, right before your sacrum. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Oh. Well, that's an L. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. lower lumbar. Yeah, this is you like your mm-hmm. last. It's probably like L5 or something. Yeah, so it's yeah, a little bit further up. Yeah, so there. one or two up. But um, but yeah, and I mean, and if we have emotional moments, when I was in my training, I had emotional moments. I'm gonna be real about mm-hmm. that. Um, when we have emotional moments, we recover you and we tell you what a great job you're doing and we just wait. Mm-hmm. I ask you, do you want me to keep moving? Yeah. Do, do you not? Do we need to keep going? Like what's going on? Like, and I'm going to cry with you because nobody cries yeah. alone and <laughs> crying is like my hobby. So like, you know, if you're crying, I'm crying. It's fine. You know, like we're just going to cry. And mm-hmm. also sometimes it doesn't need to be like, I don't need to ask you what's going on. I'm, you know, it's just, do you want me to continue? Are we okay? Um, you know, just really being okay and easy with each other. But I don't need you to rehash every moment that you're feeling or whatever. It's your privacy and how comfortable you are. Correct. Yeah. And we're, um, our office, um, our clinic space is a kind of dimly lit 
um, sweet space so that it's not glaring, it's not super clinical feeling. I mean, we're on a massage table. And we are, we um, for we communicate our professionalism and our clinicalism with our behavior, but our suite is very um, sweet. It's okay. sweet and kind and um, designed to feel slightly womb-like and to help you feel um, as safe as possible. Definitely. Yeah. So I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some people don't have any type of emotional reaction, so I, I, I can't say that that's something that will definitely happen. So yeah. Just that it's a safe place to do so. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I think we've answered all of our questions. All right. Did you have anything that you wanted to say? Hmm. Let me think here. So one of the questions that I get a lot of the time is, who seeks out our video? Oh, really? Who benefits from RV? Uh, okay. Why would somebody be interested in that at all? Anyway, um, and I touched on that a little bit earlier, but if there's any type of any work or help that you need around your belly, mm -hmm. your pelvis, your back, your sacrum, if you have trouble, like Rowan was saying, like because they're the major movers. Mm -hmm. So if we have trouble walking or moving forward. If we have GI issues, if there's, even for some emotional things, some emotional things might be held in the belly. Like uh, some people have been talking about this recently in articles about the microbiome and trauma and um, how sometimes when we've experienced trauma, we will hold it in the belly. And then subsequently, some people will have some issues digestion-wise mm -hmm. or with Crohn's or colitis, something like that. Um, so people have come to me because that's something that they were concerned um, So I, I just really think too that doing the work and being reintroduced to your body and to ways that you can nourish and care for yourself mm -hmm. is truly beneficial for anyone. Mm -hmm. And um, men also come for our vigo, which I think I think sometimes. So um, what kind of man? All kinds of man. Okay. <laughs> Men who so, have vaginas, yes. men who have penises, yeah. men who have testicles, men who don't have testicles. Mm -hmm. All the men. All the men. Yeah. So some, a lot of people think that our ego is maybe like a cisgendered woman's mm -hmm. modality. But if you have a if you have a uterus, you're the only person that comes to get our ego or, mm -hmm. or, or previously had a uterus. Or, um, yeah. What about folks who post hysterectomy, that type of thing? Yeah. Because yeah. there's a vacuum now in your mm -hmm. pelvis. And so it's often that, you know, as things kind of shift around, like let us help um, teach you how to nourish the ligaments and, and kind of take care of the space as your, your pelvis kind of gets resituated. And I think too that we are able to integrate our Vigo therapy with other care providers you're seeing. Mm -hmm. So, um, but um, so for instance, we can be helpful as a gentle way to address prolapse. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's having a prolapse of the uterus or the bladder, um, but they might also be seeing a care provider that's considering inserting a mesh or doing some other kind of procedure. And then we can all talk about that and kind mm -hmm. of see what might be best for us moving forward. And It's easier um, for us to do the work pre-mesh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, which reminds me. So speaking of mesh, we're going to, Let's, let's let's turn off here for a second. Um, one of the big things with our Vigo, not with every client, but um, is a castor oil pack. And we love castor oil, very much so. That's true. And um, 
So anyone out there that has done a castor oil pack, uh, big kudos and props out there to you. But um, so sometimes that'll be part of your session. So I feel like that's something I left out. Mm, okay. Um, so when people are asking like, what does the session look like? Um, sometimes when we found that a castor oil pack is indicated or could be helpful, we'll um, get you set up that way. I'll tell you what that is in a little bit, but we'll get you set up that way. And then that's how we'll do our intake. You know, oh, really? Special. Yeah, so I'll do that. Freaking brilliant. So brilliant. Um, so a castor oil pack is uh, like we sometimes use a salve mm -hmm. uh, from Rainforest Remedies, which is actually our Vigo's um, line. Right. And I want to say now. with your first visit to us, um, it's an option. Our price points at this moment that we're recording this are 150 for your first session. And then, um, and if you need to buy the hot water bottle and the salve and all that stuff, we have that for you also and it's $25. Extra. Yeah. We have the stuff sourced for you. You can also order it on Amazon and go buy um, sprouts on your way home. But if you don't want to do that, we got it for you. Yeah, we got you. Mm -hmm. So um, we want to remove the barriers to access, right? Remove the barriers to access, so exactly. It's right here. But mm -hmm. um, sometimes we use a castor oil salve from Arvigo, which also includes some nourishing essential oils. Mm -hmm. Um, or people can get castor oil from, you know, like you said, sprouts or whole foods. Or but here's the deal. Get the smaller bottle yeah. and smell it, okay? Um, product tamper or whatever, but smell it because castor oil will turn rancid quickly. So don't buy the junky stuff from CVS. Sorry, CVS. And um, make sure that you're not buying stuff, you know, like that's got been there for a long time or whatever. You want the smaller bottle, the freshest bottle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So essentially it's, it's a layer, a little layer cake mm -hmm. of healing. So your castor oil, some fabric to kind of keep it contained, or you can soak a fabric in it, and then a plastic sheeting, and then some a hot a heat source. Mm. So a heating pad if you're into that, a hot water bottle if you do that. I don't want a heating pad. I want a hot water yeah. bottle. So um, yeah, and like and we use that so that your body, mm -hmm. your body will work to then move out some adhesions, metabolic debris, scar tissue, things like that soften and disperse mm -hmm. and reabsorb those things and move that out. Mm -hmm. So I've had clients that have had serious scarring or tension or adhesions around their sacrum. Their sacrum is in no way moving. It's, there's not any kind of freedom. Mm -hmm. And um, so we do real gentle work for our initial session. They do castor oil packs the two weeks before they come back and see me. And I've gone from where you know, I'm just doing very superficial work because we just cannot get any depth to mm -hmm. someone coming in and up my fingers are sinking in. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, there's your, there's your sacrum. You know, so, um, and I've used casserole for myself and mm. seen a lot of positivity mm -hmm. and uh, freedom of movement, you know, after injuries and I'm going to say a quick thing right here mm -hmm. is that um, castor oil, some folks are really allergic to it, like anaphylactically. So do a small test on yourself before you use it. Yeah. Yeah. And also don't use it if you think you might be pregnant. And also don't use it if you are pregnant, of course. And um, if you have an IUD, any type, if you've had your tubes tied and there's a clip, like not only just cauterized, but a clip left in there. Or if you have any type of internal, like whatever, um, nothing like no stitches, no staples, no whatever. So um, it's important that you have um, a, like a care professional look at this with you. Right, right. So, but I just wanted to explain, 
what it looks like. Yeah. yeah, and that it is something that we utilize from time to time. I know you DIYers yeah. are out there, and that's yeah. cool. I just want to make sure that you don't get yourself in it. Like, I just want to give you all the information. Yeah, DIY with them. 411? 411. DIY, DIY 411. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So, um, so yeah. And we'll, and we'll prep people for things like that or, or advise for or against, mm -hmm. depending on what their needs are. I want to circle back to prolapse. Prolapse is something I'm really working on and getting my A game with. So, um, prolapse I'm interested in. And um, what if somebody is they've had uh, a loss, either a planned loss, like an abortion, or they've had a miscarriage. I think um, after the bleeding decreases to a lesser amount, like, you know, like it's almost spotting at the tail end, like a light period, then you can come in and see us. Yeah, which I think could be very beneficial. Very beneficial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. we're there for that. Yeah, we're there. Planned or unplanned, we're your people. Yeah. What other questions we got? Any? Did you bring us any more questions? I don't have any more from online, and the ones that I had were addressed. Addressed, yeah. Okay. I think the only other thing I want to say is our schedules tend to book up pretty quickly, mm -hmm. so don't wait until you're in a bad place before you come in. Um, or if you're just finding out about us, you know, even if you need to book out till your next paycheck or something like that, that's okay. We do like to see everybody at least twice for initial time and then a follow-up, and then you can stay in care after that if you'd like, but we need at least two sessions. Um, sometimes I'll change it on my calendar. You have to prepay for two sessions. Um, but if that doesn't work, you just tell me and we'll fix it. And um, Arbigo is really profound work. And also because it's so intense and it's harder than just like a regular massage or whatever, we only have to do in like one or two a day, right. maybe one. Okay, maybe one. Mary might be able to do a little bit more, but um, well, it's Because we want to be present. Yeah, yeah. Like we want you to have 100%. Of mm -hmm. our attention and intention mm -hmm. right so what that looks like is us having a couple of days that we can make sure that people get what they need mm -hmm. and um yeah yeah that's correct okay i'm looking at questions real quick and i don't see anything anything that we need to answer oh there's our girl deshawn She's had a V-back, of course she has, because she's a rock star. Um, oh, on average, how long does it usually last? I think that's oh, Deshaun's last question. Thanks, good Deshaun, question. good question. Thank you. So I usually will allot for your first session, two hours. This is not all hands-on time. The intake form for our Vigo is extensive. It's like, what, a seven or eight page? It's a small novella. Yes. Um, covering a lot of things that maybe you wouldn't think have any kind of bearing on your physical body. So it can be a therapy in and of itself, just filling out the intake form. Mm -hmm. So that takes time. Intake between the client and I takes time because I want to get clarification and understand and see what things are really going on. Mm -hmm. And then we do hands-on work and I usually will allot 30 to 20 minutes at the end of my session to thoroughly teach self-care okay so that means we do the full session anterior posterior and then uh, so front and back and then you'll flip back over to the front and we'll hands-on go through that education portion sometimes it'll it'll end up being less than that but to care for your time and your schedule 
that's what I blocked out. Um, and and then, it's not something you can bring your kid or your husband to either. Like no. they can be in the waiting room, but they're going to be waiting. Yeah. And not knocking on the door or whatever. We really need this private time. Yeah. And then, but if you come for a follow-up session, front and back, posterior, anterior, I, I allot an hour and a half. Okay. Because uh, usually our follow-up intake, because nicely and joyfully, what usually happens is we'll have our initial session, the two-hour you'll do your self-care at home. And then when you come the next time, you're telling me how things are changing for you. Yeah. And I want to make sure that we have time for that. So yeah. I allot an hour and a half, mm -hmm. like a regular session. Mm -hmm. Are you about the same on that? Maybe a little bit, maybe I'm maybe work a little faster. Yeah, well, and I, but I'm newer also. Okay. Right? I'm newer. <laughs> we talked about how I'm a little bit more global. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I feel like that comes with experience, right? Right, and I'm so, also classic for like, oh, nobody emailed you an intake form? Well, here, fill it out when you come back. Yeah, yeah. And I'll make a few notes on a paper that will then get lost. But um, we do like to put um, our people in my electronic records, so sometimes that happens too. We'll put you, <coughs> excuse me, in our electronic records, which is client care, and that way we can track things that way. Yeah. I also want to say that because I'm a midwife, if we do need to, like, if you're getting fibroids, um, you're doing fibroid work or whatever and you're concerned about anemia or whatever i can do blood draws and we can take care of you that way and monitor your um, iron levels and things like that so. yeah and there will be some times where people come to see me and i feel like some of the things that they're dealing with <coughs> um, are outside of my scope of practice but they do fall into their own so there'll be some kind of back maybe there'll be some back and forth sometimes just like on whoever's best to address what yeah and we're a team doing. like i don't yeah. care if you see Mary or me, like, I just want us both to work and to help whoever they feel connected to. Yeah. So if you come to see one of us and you're like, oh, the, really, the other one was my girl. We're like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's All right. Fine. You need some tea? You know, like, okay. All right. Well, I think that's probably it. Yeah. I want to see if there's any other questions. Deshaun was asking some questions. I think we're good. Well, this is Rowan and Mary from Preggers Can Be Choosers. Yeah. We're doing a Facebook Live right now, but I'm going to put this video with some edits probably on uh, YouTube, and then we'll also upload it as a um, podcast so that you can share with your people. And uh, we just appreciate all the support we're getting here, and we're here to help you help you. Yeah. All righty, my loves, that's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to preggers.rocks, www.preggers.rocks, or preggerscanbechoosers.com. And there's a text reminder that you can sign up for. We're also on Facebook at Preggers Can Be Choosers. There's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there. And we also have a group dedicated on Facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners. That's the Podcast Afterbirth Group. So we'll hope to connect with you soon. And don't forget, we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks. Oh, thank you.